somewhere I gotta pee. What's up, all my Bobby Darren stands? It's me, Adam Pecora. Thanks for tuning in to Requiem for a Tuesday. Welcome all. The gift that just keeps on giving. How you doing? We got a lot going on today. So your boy, about to go to New York. So I was like, we're probably not going to get an episode in for each week, right? Because I'm going on a weird schedule, going Thursday to Monday. That goes into my recording time, so it's like, fuck Let's get one in, try to bank it, let's do that. Uh, didn't really work out, so I chose to skip the week before I leave, so that way while I'm gone, a nice little episode can come out for everybody. Uh, you know, not the most logical decision, but that's fine. Uh, if this thing goes long, maybe I'll break it up into two, drop one a day late, and then drop the other on time. We'll see what happens. I don't really know what's going on today. Uh, If not, you're hearing this a week after recording, so that's probably going to hamper into the relevance of each topic that I bring up, but that's okay. Had to be done, going to have some fun, and we'll be shooting episode 100 video special in New York, again, barring any technical problems. We'll at least be having an episode there. Uh, we'll shelve that one. So it's in order for a hundred, but big things coming with that. So hopefully that all works out. That'll be very fun. And I'm excited. Very much need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, let me do my little pluggies. You know, the drill. Arfat.bigcartel.com for the merch. Rate, review, subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday, Apple, Spotify, you name it. You can rate on Spotify now. Uh, My stars ain't even showing up. We need more reviews. Make that happen, you know. Five star me, but in a good way. Remember getting five starred in the back? The kid that went around five starring everybody today is talking about <laughs> Woo! I had a fat cup of coffee right before this, so I might be all over the place, as you can tell, but that's fun. Uh, what else do we got? Check out the music, Multiplex, WolfX, we're streaming everywhere. Uh, the album Google came out in October. Probably won't do another one for a while. That was years of work put in, so go check that one out. Uh, it's our, uh, to date, masterpiece. <laughs> Who knows what's coming? You know what I'm saying? I got magic in these fingers. Uh, check out Microwave Minutes, Justice's show. Everywhere, also. You know the drill. Rate that. Share that. Follow me on Instagram at adam.rfat. Everything's linked in the description below, as always. So check all that stuff out.
Uh, so first things first, let's just continue the trend we've been doing, talking about, you know, our Lord and Savior, Kanye West. I, you know, he just can't stay out of the news, which is completely by design. People don't seem to understand that, but that's what we're here to discuss. <sighs> Look, I just think if you're a fully grown adult person and you can't formulate your own opinions, that's on you. But it's annoying that you can't because most people can't. So it's just very frustrating. Uh, let me explain what I mean by that. It's just like, okay, you're a grown adult and you're going to be like, oh, he's harassing Kim Kardashian online. First of all, you're online. Put the phone down. It's not happening. Okay. <laughs> I, I really don't get that, especially when it's between two adults. They both know that the internet isn't real. They're not dumb like you <laughs> for thinking that everything that happens on the internet is super serious in real life. That's. When you have already chosen to make all aspects of your life public and make like your personal drama, your entire brand, I kind of think that it's within the realm for that to be continued even after you get a divorce. Kanye's acting like a Kardashian, which isn't great. I'm not like, man, I really hope he keeps doing this. Kind of exactly in your realm of existence, okay? Do you remember what happened to Lamar Odom? That poor man? Shouldn't we just be thankful Kanye's not smoking rock right now? Which do we know? Also, just like being like, oh man, I really want to see my kids. And then everybody's like, fuck you, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. It's like, uh, don't know if that really checks out, you know? He's definitely a better dad than, let's say, Future, for example. It's just like, it's just like, why are you piling on? Because also, let me just say this. How about the response that Kanye's getting? Uh, are people harassing Kanye West? I don't see that article coming up. Is D.L. Hughley harassing Kanye West? Oh, no, just because we decided that it doesn't apply to him? It's just, anytime there's a gap in logic like that, it drives me up the wall. And also, like, my natural instinct when things like this happen is to go the other way, uh, which we're going to get into with another topic soon. Uh, you know, oh, he called Pete Davidson Skeet Davidson? What a monster. Somebody put this man in jail. It's like, what are we doing here? Have you guys ever heard a little song called Kim by Eminem? Now that is not a way to treat your ex-wife. <laughs> and now I don't think that that got swept under the rug. I'm pretty sure that was very much discussed at the time. I mean, shit, on an explicit record. He still had to get words taken out because it was so fucked up what he was talking about in there. But, you know, don't call Pete skeet or you're an asshole. It's just like, has nobody ever been on 4chan before? Like, do you know what people say on the Internet to each other, whether privately or not? 
that all of a sudden we're here now. I just don't get it. It's like there's so, there's a war going on and everybody's like, yeah, but Kanye's mean. It's like, okay, grow the fuck up. And like I said, I'm not like, oh man, I love him just hammering this home. Like, no, not really. I don't find it particularly entertaining or anything. But at the, I mean, some of them, some of the disses are pretty good or posting those like terrible memes that were like bad on purpose that made them more funny. Like, that's good. Kanye's funny. He's been funny. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't get it. And then look, Pete coming back. I'm in your wife's bed. You know, pretty good line. You can't really come back from that one. He got him. I'm able to admit both sides here. I just feel like every issue ever actually lies somewhere in the middle at all times, pretty much. Not like with Russia, you know, they're wrong, no doubt. But I mean, like, does it really have to be so extreme all the time? I don't know. If everybody, I'm just saying, if everybody truly hates this guy so much, why are you covering it? Why are you talking about it? He just still gets no respect for any of the things he's accomplished, and that's really what upsets me. Like, everything he's put out means nothing to anyone because he, you know, made a couple disses on Instagram. It's just like such a topsy turvy thing. And it really upsets me. Stop slandering a great man who has done so much for. And like, especially in the era of like, oh, mental health, don't stigmatize people with mental health issues. Yet, this is the exemption. This guy, this is the one guy who has been very open about his mental illness, and everybody's like, nah, fuck that guy. He's a piece of shit. And it's like, no, fuck you. People go through shit. And, like, on a level that you could never imagine. You couldn't imagine being in his position. So, I don't know. And everybody's still just like, oh, he needs to be more corporate. And it's like, that's not who this guy is. But yet he got his way into that world through, like, sheer creativity. And ambition. It's so impressive. (laughs) Leave him alone. Please. That's all I got. I'm going to leave that alone. There's probably a million more points I could make. But they'll just be going down. Well also actually. Just who the fuck is D.L. Hughley to even be saying some shit? You haven't been relevant in 18 years. Clearly, that's all you're trying to do here. Like, oh, let me just jump on because I'm relatively famous. It's none of your fucking business. You know? (laughs) And the Grammys. Oh, his concerning online behavior. Somebody needs to just show people what actually goes on on the Internet. I still just don't understand that. The things that get posted all the time. And that doesn't mean, oh, we should censor more in that direction. Just let something go. This is America, goddammit.
Uh, but okay, we'll actually move on now. <laughs> I'm fired up. All right, relax. Leave me alone. I was telling myself to relax there, not you. Just sitting there listening to me scream at you. I appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in yet again. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. I finally got into another Oscar-nominated film that I had mentioned I was interested in alongside Drive My Car. Not the bassist or terrible insect. F-L-E-E. Okay. Now, this is a Danish documentary animated movie. Unique combo. It's nominated for Best Foreign Film, Best Documentary, Best Animated Film, and I think Best Picture. I'm not even going to bother to look that part up because there's no chance at Best Picture regardless, even if it is nominated. Um, but I was very intrigued just by that combo that you can get foreign language animated and documentary. That's just such a rare occurrence. So I was like, I got to check this thing out. It has nothing but great reviews, all that jazz. Uh, there's going to be some spoilers in here, I guess, technically. like, But I'm going to get into why that doesn't matter. So, I mean, if you're that averse to it, skip this part but it might be the whole rest of the episode so i don't know uh so this movie's animated basically to protect the identity of the main subject of the film he is an afghan born man who had to escape persecution by I'm not really sure who, you know, just terrible things are going on in Afghanistan. So you just don't want to be there. I don't think the who, what, and why is really that relevant. I'm sure it was a terrible situation for everybody. Anyway, so he kind of goes through like what life was like for him as a kid. All the terrible things everybody had to escape, blah, blah, blah. And now all of this is true, at least by his account. I don't really see any reason for him to make it up. And uh, him and his family, they need to get out of Afghanistan. It's very expensive to do that because basically you need to be trafficked in and out of there. And you kind of have to fund that yourself because nobody's just trying to help you. Um, so that's the gist of the plot line. But here's the thing where I think it gets lost in translation. The movie starts out in like a pretty standard like documentary interview fashion. Now, again, it's all completely animated. They do show like archival footage from like news and shit like that. That's all like real. They didn't like re recreate that in animation, which I think was smart. You don't really need to do things like that. Um, again, especially when the animation is just for like identity purposes. Uh, so they kind of show footage of like tanks and shit. Uh, but they lead in with the main like interview subject. Okay, the guy gets into frame. They just start asking like base questions to kind of get the thing going. And it starts off by him saying that like his entire family died and that was how he escaped persecution, basically. Like that granted him asylum, like having no family. And so you're like, oh fuck, this is really dark. 
And then basically throughout the movie, it shows him, it'll like kind of ping pong, but not that consistently back to him in like present day. Um, He's a gay man that doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters for the sake of like where he's from. I'm sure that that wouldn't have helped anything. Uh, But it just shows him in present day, like with his boyfriend, husband, that's not really clear. Again, all the identities are like made up names anyway, so you don't really know how much of this is adjusted like technically the animated character might not even look anything like the actual guy anyway so it just kind of shows them in their life and he's like he reveals in the documentary that he's like secretive towards his boyfriend which is kind of weird because it's like this movie's gonna come out bro so (laughs) I i didn't really understand all of that uh and then throughout that it reveals that his family didn't actually get murdered And then it goes back again and like retells the story. And that's the actual plot of the movie. But the first 20 minutes is like totally misleading, roughly 20 minutes in thinking that, okay, we're going to hear the story about how his whole family died. And then all of a sudden he's just like, no, wait, that's not true. And it's like, wait, so what were we just doing this whole time? And that's why I think that it got lost in translation because I'm sure it was much more of like a reveal in Danish or if if that's the official language it's in. I don't know if there's a different name for that or not, you know. Sorry, Denmark, with your fucking insurance. Uh, so that, that part was kind of lost on me. That would That was the weirdest part of the movie. I don't know. Again, maybe something with the subtitles threw that off, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention closely enough, and it just kind of threw me off guard. Uh, but other than that, then it dives back into the story and kind of tells you what really goes on. And so basically, one of his brothers, like his oldest brother, he got out and got out to like Sweden or something like that. And so he was just working his ass off trying to get money to send back to his family so they could get smuggled out. And basically, they just all had to play the waiting game. You just sit around every day and hope you survive. He was like, yeah, I thought, like, every time I went outside, you're just on your toes. If you see the cops, you got to run, blah, 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 blah. So eventually, they get into Russia. But that was through, that wasn't through, like, a trafficking scenario. They had to, like, hike through the woods in, like, winter and... You know, there were, like, people of all ages, children, elderly, you know, regular aged. (laughs) I don't really know how to word that. Uh, And even that was really dark. Like, not only did they have to hike through, like, terrible conditions, freezing weather, all this. They were like, yo, if you're slow, like, we're just going to fucking kill you and leave you here. Like, we're not risking everyone's safety here just to, like, save one person. And he had to, like, witness all this as a kid. It was all very traumatic for him. Obviously, like, his entire existence is just, like, steeped in horrific experiences. So they make their way to Russia. Basically the same thing. They kind of just have to sit inside all day. If they ever go outside, they're, like, instantly questioned. Uh, And almost luckily, I would say, but this still isn't good, like... You just bribe Russian police and you get away with anything. 
So in that sense, like any time a cop stopped him, he had to like give up all his cash, which is obviously not ideal. But at least he wasn't just like thrown into a prison and fucked forever. There is a harrowing story, though, that they sprinkle in there. So to me, this was the most like effective and horrific part of the movie in a movie filled with horrific things happening at all times. So there's like a huge commotion outside. It's him, his mom, and like his other older brother. I think he had two brothers. Two brothers in a van. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't resist. Anyway, so it's like him, his brother, and his mom. I think. And they hear a bunch of commotion outside. Turns out it's like the first McDonald's in Russia, like grand opening. And so there's a huge crowd, you know, they have like a podium thing, like a ribbon cutting ceremony, all that type of shit. And while these guys are out checking out what's going on, the cops come up to them like, where's your papers? Blah, 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 blah. They're like, We don't have any fucking papers. So they throw them into the back of like a paddy wagon because they're poor. And there's a girl inside. And they're basically like, get out of the van. And then they just like gang rape this girl, like the police. And that's the only reason he got let free. And he's like, I don't know why I didn't do anything. And that's like the worst position you could ever be in. Because ultimately, like, what are you going to be able to do? Probably nothing. But that would sit with you forever because you know what happens in there. Like the door closes and they walk away. And it's just literally like in the middle of this crowd, right in the square. And whew, even just repeating it, it's like, holy fuck, that is just the worst thing. So it's a heavy movie. <laughs> let, me, let me just put it like that. But that stuck that of all the things, like I said, that stuck out with me the most. It's just like, Jesus Christ, man. That poor girl and, like, this poor guy for being just put in that position to just, like, have to let it go. It's like, no wonder why this guy's so fucked up. Won't tell his boyfriend anything. <laughs> it's horrible. And that it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop there because I left out what happened in between. That's why I was hesitating when I was talking about which ones of his family were left. He also had two sisters. Now, they got trafficked out of there in a shipping container. <sighs> oh, boy. <laughs> and they show the news thing of this. Basically, they trapped them in the shipping container on a boat between other shipping containers. So nobody could open any doors. And everybody was just stuck in there for, what, a week? Maybe? Maybe longer? And when everybody finally gets out, like, everybody's just sick and horrified and traumatized. I mean, think about it. You're in there for multiple days. People got to piss. People got to shit. You're just in this container. The smell in there. Everything. must. It's just pitch black. You don't know where you are. You don't know what's going on. It's basically like if you put 80 people and buried them alive and just be like, all right, we'll come back in a week. If you made it, you'll be all right. If you didn't, oh, well. It's just like, oh, fuck. Now, they survived, but I mean, again, just like the trauma that everybody has to deal with for every little thing. Now, I will say, 
they do present it weird. They're pretty much like, man, the traffickers are terrible people the way they treat these people they're trafficking. And it's like, well, did you expect human trafficking to be pleasant? Like, even if you're doing it voluntarily, I I, I couldn't imagine it would be a good time. So now, again, what they went through is terrible and inhumane and shouldn't happen. But it was like the way the narrator presented what was going on. He's he, he was like surprised that human trafficking isn't cool. Even in his scenario, when he gets out too, it's just like, you know, I don't really buy this anyway. So he's just chilling in Russia. All they have to do is wait again. Wait, wait, wait. Eventually, his brother's like, we're getting you out. Now, he gets a much better scenario. He's just in, like, the back of a van with another guy. They have, like, nice little moments driving to wherever. Uh, They get to the airport. No problems. And basically... The trafficker's like, here are your instructions. It kind of reminds me of like the end of Breaking Bad. He's like, here's your new identity. This is what you got to do. Although, again, this is real and terrible, but (laughs) I digress. And that's where the story comes from, where he's like, your whole family's dead. You cannot let anyone know anything about you at all, or you risk their lives. You risk your life. You have to just make a clean break. Um. And he gets to the airport, he destroys his passport before he gets to, like, customs or whatever. And they're like, what's going on? And that's when he's like, my whole family's dead, blah, 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 blah. And they're like, all right, well, you could stay here. He was also, like, a minor at the time. And he was free. He contacted his family, let them know he was fine, all that jazz. And over time, the rest of his family got out as well. Ultimately... A good thing. Um, And then they talk about him in the present day. And it's pretty much like. I have to go to America to speak at Princeton. And this is also where the movie lost me. Like because they're trying to protect his identity. They don't reveal how he even got into that position. What he does. Like obviously it's like a science based thing. Because he's like I have to do my research. I got to blah blah blah. I got a grant to do this. All these things. So he became a very successful person in some type of scientific field, but they don't really reveal what it is. And again, for some reason, he keeps all of it secret from his boyfriend, fiance, whatever they are. And they like get a house together, but he like doesn't really want to. And he like reveals it privately. All of that part of it is just very bizarre to me. Also, maybe that's also lost in translation. I don't know. Overall, it was a great movie. It's just like, I just have a lot of questions. And I think those questions are probably there on purpose, again, to protect the guy. My point is just, it doesn't make the movie as great as it could be. If that makes sense. Like, the structure of the movie that's in there, all the pieces aren't fit into the right places. So it it's just not entirely like narratively cohesive, I would say. But overall, like just to like see what goes on in other places, again, let's reference what's going on with Kanye. Like, you know, 
maybe he's not that bad of a person in comparison to what actual bad people are like. That's what we call going full circle, ladies and gentlemen. You know. There's real real terrible things going on out there. Let Flea be a little reminder of that to you. Um, I do think you should check it out. It's not streaming on any service like that you could already be subscribed to but i rented it on youtube for 199 okay if that is not a steep thing i understand not wanting to rent a movie for 9.99 14.99 like some of them are online it's literally two dollars i think hd is 3.99 2.99 whatever but you can get it for as low as two dollars it's certainly worth two dollars it would have been worth seeing in theaters had it gotten a wide release, which obviously you can see why it doesn't. It's a very specific and dark movie. Um, but I would say see it for yourself. Digest all that shit. Let me know what you think. It's good stuff. All right. So that's it. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, again, sorry for the scheduling conflicts and weird releases this came out well this came out at the time that i had anticipated so i guess that that makes sense (laughs) but i i complicated things for myself unnecessarily anyway rate review subscribe to this show give me a five star give me a hey this guy what a guy (laughs) you know all that jazz uh follow all the stuff linked in the description below check out the music You know the drill. But first, I just want to remind you, you sweet little dumplings out there. (laughs) I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. Calculator.